0: Hi, everyone. This is the Classic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Ring. This is uh, December 11th, 2013. As always, I'm here with co-host Jay Totoro. Hi. And Blake Corey. Yo. How are you guys doing? Not
1: too bad. It's hump day.
0: It is hump day. Well, for us, it is.
1: Yeah.
0: Did you, yeah. Have you guys had a good hump day?
1: Oh, yeah. I haven't celebrated quite yet, though.
0: Leg like, has yours been pretty good?
2: Yeah, it's been alright. Just waiting for dinner to arrive, getting five guys. All to that. Alright,
0: well let's get started with the episode, I guess. Now before we start talking about the games we played in the in the last couple weeks, and actually just to uh for for anyone who didn't who hasn't uh heard the first episode, the first one we recorded a little bit in advance, so this one we're, we're we're planning on doing them about two weeks apart each time. This one is actually really about three or four weeks from when we, we recorded the first one, so there's a little bit bigger of a gap this time. Uh, but anyway, so that that'll kind of explain what I'm getting into in a second. So to start off with, there were um there have been some sales since the first episode, uh, kind of as we predicted there since we recorded the first one. There's been the Steam fall sale, uh, and and a couple others. Have you guys now? Did you guys get in on any of these? We talked about last time how I'm kind of like the, the sucker for, for all these sales, and you guys are so, not Blake, so much. That's all you,
2: Blake. It's not me. I don't think I bought I, – I know I bought a few games, but I don't know if any of them were really old school or if any of them were even worth mentioning. Um, let me check. Yeah, it, I don't know if I bought anything for myself. No, I cool. gifted some stuff to other people. Well it was
0: you know, it was Thanksgiving that was the Thanksgiving holiday of course, which is like prime season for these kind of sales. And uh, first Gog had their Black Friday sale, which I actually managed not to buy anything from. So I, I was like feeling pretty good about that. I was doing pretty good. Then Steam hits with the uh, Steam Fall sale. And I actually did buy I bought the original Duke Nukem, which I don't know if a wow. lot of people remember is a side scroller. Do you guys remember that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I haven't ever played that one. I played like the other one that everybody else has played, but I hadn't played the side scrolling I bought it for it was like it was on it was like 47 cents or something like that.
1: <laughs>
2: so,
0: so I got Duke Nukem 1 and like a couple other non-classic games. And I was like, you know what? I did pretty good this this uh this sales season. But then the sales season was like This isn't even my final form! <laughs> And then there was a humble bundle. So, and I completely went all in on the humble bundle. And again, that wasn't that what there. I don't. There weren't any classic games on that, but uh, but it was just kind of a classic example. It was like the. It was like I did pretty good. And it was like the one time I was going to get through a sale season pretty good, and then I just got screwed by the humble bundle. But of course, that was only a few bucks. So I guess I did all right still.
1: Were you drinking during the purchasing? Uh, probably. Here's your problem. Here's your problem. When is Robert not drinking? <laughs> That's true. <laughs>
0: So okay, so aside from that, there were there was actually a little bit of uh, a, a few little pieces of classic gaming news that happened over the past couple weeks, um, and I don't know if you guys have heard about this. Have you all heard of the uh, the Hyperkin Retron Five?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, we I about know this. the name. So,
0: yeah, so they've they released the Retron Three a while back, and it plays like old console, and I I don't remember exactly which uh, console games it plays yeah. plays like Nintendo and a couple yeah. others. They're coming out with the Retron 5, and it was supposed to come out uh, early December. It was supposed to come out, like, the 5th or the 10th or something like that, and they've delayed it until uh, quarter one of 2014 because there was a, uh, like a, like, a lot of the units they discovered had loose pins in them, so uh, and the Retron 5 is going to, so, so they delayed it. The Retron 5 is going to be able to play NES, SNES, uh, Super Famicom, Genesis, and if you have an, uh, an adapter, the Mega Drive, uh, regular Famicom, Game Boy Color Game Boy, and Game Boy Advanced. Uh, That's pretty cool. Wow. I'm actually really looking forward to, to trying. I, I think I'm going to pick one of these up when they do come out. And, and, and props to the manufacturer, by the way, for actually delaying their release when they figured out there was a problem with the, uh, with the system. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really actually pretty excited for this. I'm, I think I'm going to pick one up for myself. So I guess you, you neither of y'all are really as interested in it as I am because you didn't know much about about it coming out. Is that would that be accurate?
1: The—the the problem is like I'm sure it's gonna be. I was gonna say this like it's probably really cool for people who don't know much about emulators because like I emulate almost everything, uh-huh. and so I have an emulator for almost every system in existence, other than obviously the newer ones. Emulators are like they're a little bit more complicated to maintain. I'm sure this software that this guy's coming out with is gonna be plug and play. Like you basically just download it and run it, run the games. It's gonna be super duper cool for people who don't want to spend the time to hunt down BIOS, hunt down, you know, the game files, stuff like that. So right. personally I'm not because I can manage emulators and do all that stuff because it's it's relatively simple, but I, I, I don't I wouldn't be interested, but I still think it's a really cool idea. Blake, you do you <laughs> have most of the old
0: Console still, or am I making that? up? I
2: used to. I don't know if I do anymore. I think they're sitting in my parents' garage. Uh-huh. I don't have any of them with me. I kind of wish I did. It'd be really cool to hook them up sometime. Yeah. But overall, like my big worry about this system is like how well it. How is it going to emulate the old systems? Is it literally? Is it just going to boot up an emulator and use that and That's read stuff off of the cartridge? I
1: think I actually.
2: I, I, I think that is what it does. I think
0: you you it, it's it's
1: like emulators that that read the cartridges. Huh. Oh, wow, I wonder if you can use external devices like uh, I like could be wrong Xbox about controller. that. I use an You can you
0: can well I well you can use <clears throat> the classic devices. Okay. And it also has its own controller.
1: Okay. Hmm. Huh.
0: But uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. And like I said, I'm, I'll I'll probably pick one up. So that'll I'll uh. I'll let you guys know. We'll we'll have a Retron 5 review episode.
2: Nice.
0: And uh and yeah, I actually I know the pain of, of wishing you had or not being sure you if you have all your old systems, because I that's one of the like my big regrets is I don't have any of my old systems anymore. Especially like the kind of rarer stuff. Like I had an uh, turbo a turbo graphics and a three DO. Oh wow. And I didn't I didn't realize this. But when three DO came out and I just got this for Christmas one year, uh, when 3DO came out, it was like eight hundred dollars, and that Whoa. was like, that was like early nineties or some shit like that. Jeez. So that was a ridiculously expensive thing. And I remember we moved houses when I was like thirteen, and I was asking my dad where the 3DO was, and he was like, "Oh, I think I threw that out." <laughs> <What>? so... <laughs>
1: oh man, that
0: was that was kind of like the theme of. That, that's that was kind of like the theme. That's like my dad's theme of his life. He's like this incredibly smart guy, but he does incredibly stupid things. <laughs> so that was a uh, that was kind of sad. But anyway, so that's the Retron Five. A couple other things. Uh, a classic game has been released on Steam and maybe on maybe outside of Steam as well. I'm not sure, but uh, kind of coincidental considering uh, what Jay is going to talk about later. But Final Fantasy VIII just came out.
1: Ooh. <laughs> uh, Thank God they did that. We'll, we'll
0: <laughs> I don't know if you can sense the intonation in Jay's voice, but... <laughs> it's a, it's all, all excitement. I'm so excited to talk about it. So we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> also, one other thing that was pretty cool that just happened over the past couple of days. Uh, GOG has come up with a new return policy. You heard about this?
1: No. They, yeah, not. About yeah, this yeah.
0: It's I don't know exactly why they call it what it is, but it's called the Worldwide Money-Back Guarantee. Basically, they've... So, so you know, again, if you're not familiar with GOG, they have, you know, good old games. They uh, release... They, they, they're they a digital distribution site for a lot of classic games. Um, and they and, make them compatible. Yeah, yeah, that's and, the big thing. Yeah, that's the big thing, is they make them compatible <laughs> for, like, current... Because a lot of old games, if you try to install them on, like, Windows 7 or 8 or whatever, they just won't work. So, but they... Uh, they, they work with a... Uh, with whoever owns the the IP, and they make them compatible with current systems, and, and in some cases, uh, uh, Apple systems as well. Yep. They so they have their world. They came out with their worldwide money back guarantee. So basically, this is if they have a game and it's supposed to be available for whatever operating system you have, and it doesn't work, then they'll and and they'll work with you to try to get it to work. And if they don't, if if the, if you just can't get it to work, then they'll just outright give you your money back for it. Wow, that's really cool. That is pretty cool, and also. Um, another, another part of this is, uh, if you buy a game and within the first 14 days of owning it, you haven't installed it, you have not installed it and you decide you don't want it anymore, then they'll give you your money back and take it back. So, uh, those
2: are pretty cool things. I have not heard about that part.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a big fan of GOG they do some cool stuff and all their stuff is DRM free, by the way. Uh, what does that mean? So, the, so there's no digital rights management on it. So, oh, right. there, So there's nothing where, like, you you can only have, you know, where it, like, tracks your installs and you can only have it on two systems and, and all that kind of shit. They just give you the install file and that's it. Or, you know, when you buy it, you buy the install file. You just and, get it. Yeah, you just get it. And there's, there, you know, there's, there's no loops you have to jump through <laughs> and shit on and all that kind of stuff. Wow. But, uh, yeah, so that was pretty awesome. And it actually kind of reminded me, do you guys remember when you could actually return like PC games. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. yeah like no, a man. long
0: time ago like when Babbages and Electronics Boutique yeah. were stores still. <laughs> you could you could buy you could actually return a like a computer like a PC game if it didn't work or even not even if it didn't work like if you just didn't really like it, you could return it and it was basically like just returning a regular like anything that you didn't want. Those those were uh those are the days, right? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, Good buddy. All right, well, uh, I think that all that stuff is out of the way. Now, one other thing we're going to get to in a little bit after we talk about the games is this is going to be our it's, – it's almost Christmas. It's Christmas season. This will be the last episode before Christmas. So this is going to be our gifting episode where we each are going to pick a game. For, we're kind of going to go in like a gifting uh, circle and have a sort of like menage a trois of giving games Ooh. to each other.
2: Oh my.
0: And uh, so, so we're each going to pick a game to give to somebody else, and and we have to play them before the next episode.
1: So, uh, so play we'll talk about that be- after, huh? Are we going to play them or beat them?
0: Well, yeah. Okay, let's first of all, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll we'll get that figured okay. out
1: when we talk about that.
0: So, um, Jay, let's start. We know actually, we're, we start with. Let's we'll start on a time.
1: Yeah, start with Blake. Let's we'll start,
0: start on a with positive. Blake on a positive <laughs> note, and with the most handsome one of us. Oh, uh, that's true. And he also yeah, has yeah. the best beard. Oh, but Jay, you're you're growing a beard,
2: aren't you? <laughs> no, actually, I shaved getting... uh, <laughs> it <okay. laughs> This then, is really so up the.
0: Dream. Then Blake goes first. So, Blake, what have you been playing?
2: Uh, I played Mega Man X recently, which I have not touched in like two or three years.
0: Wait, so, uh, when did uh, when did Mega Man X come out? Just
2: oh man, I want to say ninety. Uh, 94, 95, thereabouts.
0: Oh, I didn't realize
1: it was that old. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Thank God we don't have a
2: tool that can tell us everything. <laughs> We're <laughs> We're totally, not. I'm not going to most information source. <laughs> taka, taka, taka. It was ninety three actually. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot older. Okay. Anyway, okay. So I knew oh. I was pretty young when it came out. Yeah, that's an old one. <clears throat> have you guys ever played it? I've never. Yeah. The only
0: me- I can't even remember... I've only played one Mega Man, and I can never even remember which one it was. I think it was four, maybe?
2: Oh, you had, Oh, man. I can't believe you've never played some of the Mega Man games. I know. I'm kind
0: of... like I that's know a, it wasn't the one with the absolutely like ridiculously stupid box art. You know which one I'm talking about? Where there's like palm trees in the background?
2: Um, and that's either one or two. That's
0: one, I think. And it was yeah. not that one. But I think it was... I want to say, I think it was 4 that I played.
2: But anyway, how's was how's, how's Mega Man X? It's still as good as I remember it being as a kid. It is, like, the best Mega Man X experience. It might be the best Mega Man experience, the old-school Mega Man yeah. experience. Okay. The game, it, like, it, it just does nothing wrong. I can't think of a single thing that the game really does that's awful. The music, it's probably the best in the entire series. It's easily the best in X. Uh, and then for me, it's like Mega Man X, Mega Man 2, and Mega Man 3 are all right there for music. The gameplay is super tight. Um, the bosses are all really cool. The upgrade system, it was the first Mega Man game that had the upgrade system done in the way that they had it in that game. You got to supercharge your weapons. It just did so many new things, and all of them. Completely worked. Well, okay, not all of them. The only thing that was a little pointless in the game that they added was like the mech suits, which show up three or four times, and you go like two screens while in them, and that's it. And then they're gone. <laughs> are they at least? I always thought cool? that was really stupid. It's like, hey, this is an awesome mech. Oh, oh, and it's done. It can't. do <laughs> are, okay, okay, are they thanks.
0: cool for the time when you get to use them? At least
2: they're they're really simple. Like all they do is punch. Like the <laughs> idea is cool. <laughs>
0: So, wait, so you go from a guy with
2: a gun and can use all these other
0: powers of the bosses you beat, and then you get an awesome mech suit, and all you can do is punch?
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's definitely like the silliest thing they could have added to the game. (laughs) All you do is dash forward, you punch another guy that's in a mech, and you dash forward again, you punch some little scrub thing that you could have shot anyway, you dash forward, and then you jump out of it because you can't go any further in the suit. It just it, that's like the one thing that just makes no sense whatsoever. Aside from that, like the bosses are cool. The way that they set up the stages, like you can kill one boss and then go fight another boss. You can go to that boss's stage, and it will be completely different than if you hadn't killed the previous boss. Oh, really? Yeah, like uh, when you beat Chill Penguin, uh, you can go to Flame Mammoth's stage. And Flame Mammoth stage is, if you go there first, it's got, like, lava all over the place, all this stuff that's going to hurt you. And if you beat Chill Penguin first, all the lava is frozen over completely. Oh, really? You beat, uh, I think it's if you fight Storm Eagle and beat him and then go to Spark Mandrel stage... Like, all the electricity in the stage is busted.
0: that's pretty awesome. So,
2: like, the lights keep flickering on and off. It's really, really cool. And, like, each stage has uh, little touches like that that I always thought were so awesome.
0: That is pretty awesome. Um, Was this on... Is this... This is out on... Correct me if I'm wrong. This is... Currently, you can get this on PSN. Is that right?
1: Or or do you Um, know? I see it here. You can get it on... See, I know there's see. a
2: mobile version of the game, but... PlayStation
1: Portable, knows. yeah. It's just PlayStation Portable, so I'd imagine the PSN store has it. Yeah. Okay. All I
2: know is that, that the uh, the mobile version is complete ass. Oh, really? Everybody <laughs> who has ever played it is like, don't buy this game. Don't do it. This is not Mega Man X. Wow. It's got all these touchscreen controls and stuff. Apparently, it's just not very good.
0: Um, And i by the way, I just did a quick search and it, it was Mega Man three that I that I've played. Okay,
2: yeah. Um, I figured it
0: was Yeah. But when I when I think of Mega Man, it's I, I think of I guess kind of the first couple things that come to mind are the controls are really tight. And kind of just like the combat is really straightforward but really fun. Uh, the, the the bad guys are, are kind of creative, which which sort of just adds in just to sort of the the fun aspect of it. What is it? And, and I think that's... I mean, it's, it's, it's really a pretty simple concept, besides, aside from the fact that, which was kind of unique at the time, where you, there are, like, uh, I guess, eight stages, typically, and uh, and you you know who the boss is. Basically, you get to pick, like, what boss you want to try to kill yeah, first. Yeah, like to. a
2: choose-your-own-adventure kind of a thing. Yeah. It was a really new concept to not have people... Uh, railroaded like that. Uh And then, like, Mega Man X kind of took that to a new level, like I was saying, with all the different stages and stuff. And in this one, like, Mega Man X, uh, if I remember correctly, it was the first Mega Man game that did this. Uh, It allowed you to backtrack through the levels. Oh, really? Because there's all these new upgrades in the game now. Um, There are uh, heart tanks, which you grab to increase your maximum health. There are sub-tanks that you can use that store energy that can heal you later on. And it was the first game that added in all these, like, new aspects. You'd have to go back to a stage because you'd need a certain weapon to be able to reach a certain upgrade. And you'd need to have all these upgrades come together and all this stuff to really completely 100% max out your character max out the game. So you can kind and of... it was the first one.
0: So you can go kind ahead. of... It, it's sort of like the... Uh precursors to, to like side quests maybe where you kind of do pointless like it's pointless story wise but it makes your got but it makes you stronger
2: uh, well, a little bit yeah uh it's kind of like that it's you, it's completely optional stuff you don't technically need to get the armor upgrade to get the buster upgrade to get uh all the heart tanks or the sub tanks but to really make the most out of your character and the most out of the game you do have to do that okay
0: so it sounds like you had... So like you said, it was just as good as you realized or as you, as you remembered it being and it sounds like you remembered it being pretty fun in the first place. Is that
2: right? Oh yeah, definitely. I loved the game as a kid. I probably played through it a dozen times when I was younger and I took a long break from the whole series for a while and then a couple years ago, I decided I wanted to, play, wanted to play through X1, X2, X3, X4, X5 and I think it was X6. Uh-huh. And I played through all of them and I was like Man, the series went downhill so hard after X1. Oh, really? Did it? Oh, yeah. Like, it's, X2 isn't a bad game. I don't think X2 and X3 are necessarily bad games. Most of the entries aren't really bad. They're just not as good to me as the first one. So, so there- That one will always just... That is the X series for me. Gotcha.
0: Jay, do you have much experience with the Mega Man games?
2: Yeah, I was going to say, actually,
1: that was one of the only ones I ever played. One of my friends is a a really big Mega Man fan. I actually played X quite a bit, and I was going to say, like, I felt like it was kind of cool, but kind of frustrating to me, at least, that you had to do multiple playthroughs to kind of build up a strategy Uh in order to be, like, the most efficient through it. But as far as Mega Man games go, I thought it was really fun. I thought it was, I I don't want to say easier, but it seemed less, I don't want to say RNG either, it just seemed more complete, like, more well-rounded, I guess is the best way to put it. Than some of the other ones in the series.
2: Yeah, I don't know that I'd say it's easier. I think it might be easier than some of the old Nintendo hard some kind of things from uh, the original series. Yeah. But like as I was playing it, I was dying in the first stages, and I was like, "This is a little harder than I remember it." Damn. Cool. So after you get all the upgrades and stuff, like I actually still died at the final boss, but after you get all the upgrades, things get a lot. Easier throughout the game. I think being able to farm up and refill the sub tanks, while it makes the game easier, it also takes it in a much better direction than the old E tank system from uh, from the original series, uh-huh. where you have these, you have this limited resource that will fully heal you, but there are only so many in the game, and if you burn through them all, that's it; they're gone. You're screwed. You can't get. Oh, it really? Yeah. Which they also changed up that system as the as it went up to like Mega Man, I want to say around Mega Man Eight, they added in a, a shop that lets you buy the E Tanks if you save up enough of uh, bolts, which is a currency in the game. Cool.
0: Have you um? Do you know? Have you heard much about the Kickstarter
2: Mighty Number no. Nine? Oh yes, I have. have, have did you back I that? Was following that but... I uh, I wanted to. I did not have any money whatsoever at the time, though. So, and I don't feel too bad about it because I think they got enough money. So they
0: got a, and I don't remember. And I, I can actually pull it
2: up. And so this it was either three or four million that they were aiming for to uh, as a stretch goal to get uh, get the game on next gen systems.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. Again, if, if you're not familiar with Mighty Number no. 9, so this is, um, and Blake, you might know the details about it a little better than I do. It's being developed basically by the guys who made uh,
2: the Mega Man games. Is that right? Um, well, the guy uh, whose name I can't remember right now. I feel like an ass. Um, there was one guy who's been kind of the face of Mega Man uh, with Capcom for a long time. And Capcom... <sighs> He got tired of the way they were treating him and the way they were treating the series, so he left. And he's making Mighty Number no. Nine now with, uh, with a completely new group, all his own people and stuff. And so, it's basically a Mega Man game without the Mega Man name. All. Right. It looks like it has a lot of really cool system additions, like a lot of really cool new ideas that they're going to try out for it.
0: And yeah, and like so, basically the the artwork is very similar. It's like just. <laughs> different enough to where you can't say that's Mega Man, but it, but it's yeah, extremely exactly. reminiscent of Mega Man, and the gameplay is pretty much exactly the same. From, it from sounds from a, what it like it looks it's like. gonna be
1: exactly
0: like it, yeah, I, I, which is awesome. I just pulled it up, and um, so so uh, Mighty number no. nine. This 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 ended a month or so ago, or uh, October first. Oh, I'm sorry, it was, while, it was October first.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and their goal was nine hundred thousand. They ended up getting six sixty seven two hundred six. I'm sorry, sixty seven thousand two hundred twenty six backers for three million eight hundred forty five thousand dollars. <laughs> Jay, have
1: you not heard about this? I have a little bit. I've, I've heard. I saw some stuff in chat about it, but I do not know
2: exactly what they were talking about. Oh yeah, they smashed their goal. <laughs> yeah, they they uh they met the goal in either the first three days or the first week. And it just couldn't
0: stop from there. So so they have, like, 15 stretch goals, all of which they reached. (laughs) I'm just going to go through the stretch goals real fast. Two more stages, so they got that. Max and Linux versions. Then came New Game Plus and Turbo Mode. Then a Making of Documentary. Then a bonus Boss Rush mode. Then... Uh, PS3, 360, and Wii U versions. And that's not even halfway... <laughs> that's not even halfway down the list. Challenge uh-huh. mode, extra end stage and boss. Beck and Call online co-op challenge mode. Intro stage and boss. Support character. Then PS4 and Xbox One versions, which is pretty sweet. Uh, then PS Vita and 3DS versions. Then single player Call stage and boss. I'm not sure what that means. Optional red retro- Uh, Call is one of the characters. Oh, there. okay. Um optional oh this is pretty cool optional retro style chiptune soundtrack and effects um and then finally the last one was online battle race mode which blake that seems to be calling your name right there i know (laughs) you're into the uh the racing kind of stuff are you gonna be can can we count on seeing you in the first uh mighty number nine racing league? i'll be number
2: one it's gonna happen (laughs) i'm gonna make
0: it happen awesome and uh, so, so you heard it here first. And by the way, that's Slackaholicus that you're gonna be looking for in whatever league does <laughs> does Mighty Number no. Nine Racing. But uh, I that that I really hope that happens because that that would be really awesome. Um, so anyway, there's that's that kind of we kind of got off on a ta- tangent there a little bit. But wait, do we have any idea when this is supposed to come out? Do we...
2: I don't think so. It might be 2014. I. <laughs> think. Feel like I remember hearing oh, that. Actually, but I could just be making stuff
0: actually, it looks like a lot of the estimated deliveries say April two thousand fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. Oh,
2: man, I don't want to wait that long. Well,
0: that would—I mean, I don't either. But it kind of makes sense because they're—they're they're basically going for like a for like a triple A level game. This is just yeah. like an indie project. So uh, anyway, keep an eye out for it, Mighty Number no. Nine. It looks so. It's 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 mostly PC, and then they're going to have Max Linux, and then eventually port it to ps3 and to basically everything it's going to be on any if you own any piece of like anything that's made anything any kind of electronic device it'll basically be available on um okay so is that is that it for, for for you blake is that all you've
2: been playing uh yeah that's the only one i've been i've had time for lately so
0: Mega Man x if anybody is is looking at this on the psn store or whatever it sounds like you give this an enthusiastic go buy
2: Yep. Absolutely, go pick it up if you can. Just don't get that awful mobile version. Don't get the mobile version. Do yourself a favor. Do whatever
0: you have to to get this, get it done. Even if you have to, like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Whatever unsavory tech you have to do to play this game, just do it. You have to get drunk and buy it. Just get your, just get just get drunk and say fuck it and push the. Button. <laughs> All right, Jay. Let's move on to you. What? So so we kind of spoiled this already, I guess. But why don't you unveil the game you. that
1: you've been playing? <laughs> um so this week i played final fantasy 8 or for like the last couple weeks uh for like the first solid nine eight or nine days i played almost every day it started off like really fun like i was enjoying like the combat system and kind of everything overall and then i kind of just got super bored and it became a task every day i would be like okay i'll play for an hour and then i end up playing for like 40 minutes and then 10 minutes and yeah i don't know i'm not not a fan like i I know a lot of, I'm sure there are people that are really big fans of Final Fantasy VIII specifically, but I think there are more people that are fans of seven and nine for sure. Let me
0: point out by the way that you're you're you are in general a pretty big Final Fantasy fan.
1: Yeah. There's very few that I don't like and eight is definitely at the top of this. It. Like I hear the thing, like here's let's start with the positive. Okay. Fighting is fun. It's kind of a unique system. You you don't have any spells. You basically take them from your enemies as you engage them, so you get different spells throughout the game and it allows you to strategize and do different things. Um, in between battles, like the menu system is really cool, you do these really unique things. Um, they implemented something really unique with summons in this one. They kind of have some special abilities, it allows you to kind of manage things very specifically. It's almost like Final Fantasy Tactics, where you assign what you're going to learn over time. Really fun, really exciting stuff for me in, in particular, I like stuff like that a lot. Boss battles are really intense. Hard. I wiped on a couple boss battles because they're, they're, it's not like the bosses do a lot of damage or anything, but there's just certain things you kind of have to strategize and do specifically. In order to be really successful, well, that sounds
0: kind of neat. So, that aspect of yeah. it, like, because I, I hate it, and that's kind of the problem I have with some RPGs in general. Not the boss battles, for instance, but a lot, but like a lot of games, a lot of the older RPGs, I get a little bit bored with sometimes because it's like every battle before a boss, you don't even. It's like you just sit there and hit X and hit X, yeah, and all your guys yeah, you take their hits bad, and dude. then you win. That but then when easy. and then and then when you get to the bosses, then you kind of have to think about it. But so yeah, there.
1: This was like that. I mean, but some of the boss battles were really, really fun. Uh-huh. Kind of cool. like even I, I was very specific about what I did with each character. And some of the boss fights were still pretty difficult. And the cool thing was you could pick your difficulty for certain bosses. And I, I always picked the hardest mode just because, you know, you know, fuck it, why not? Uh-huh. And it was fun. Like some of them I, I had to try a couple times and do different things and, and kind of strategize. So cool. I mean, system, awesome, micromanaging, kind of cool. But the downside of this game for me was the story and how slow the game was. The storyline was absolutely brutal for me. I'm sorry if anybody's like a huge fan of it. I can't do it. The characters were so boring. They didn't have any characters to them to themselves. They had like no personal character. Their side stories were kind of wonky and random. And the main concept throughout the entire game was this love story that wasn't there. And I didn't finish it because I, I couldn't do it. Like you you could not pay me enough money to finish finish it at this point. Like I'm just so so done with it, and I don't know. The storyline just killed it for me, and it was so slow at the beginning. It was unreal. It, it just it drove me crazy. I was fast forwarding through parts of it, and it was still like slow. I I don't I don't even know what to say about it <laughs> other than that. So how far right? did you end up getting? Yeah. Oh yeah. So there's four discs. I got to the end of the second disc, which was like 26 hours in. So I played 26 hours over like nine days, and there was still another. I think the I think the estimated time people beat it was like 54 hours 50 hours about yeah, yeah about 50 hours so I was, I was like a little over halfway done and i, I was pretty far in for, for for 26 hours from what i was reading but like i read the rest of the synopsis of the story and everything which i'm not gonna spoil <laughs> it obviously but it's not it doesn't get any better the the, the finale the ending to it, it gets was
2: crazier worse. and stupider yeah. and worse it really I'm so, does. I'm so
1: glad you played it as well because it's just <laughs>
2: I've, played, I've literally played it once. It's the only Final Fantasy that I've only ever played once because I disliked it so much for pretty much the same exact reasons you are saying. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's tough, man. Like I, was, I'd say, I just beat 7 again. I played 7 on hard mode, which was so much fun. Um, I've just played 8. I'm going to play 9 probably in the next couple months. I'm not going to do it as my next game. I already know what I'm going to do for my next one, but I'm planning on playing 9 and then 10 when it comes out in the remake and just kind of go through the rest of the series like that. But, man, I don't think I'll ever play 8 ever again. It's like, ever. It doesn't sound like... Cause... So,
2: 8 was one that you skipped over when you were younger? Yeah,
1: I played 7,
2: and then... Tactics you got lucky. Nine.
1: Man. Yeah. I don't know, man. I couldn't do it. One of my friends is a big fan of it, but still, anybody I ask, it's either... They're on the fence. Of, they like Final Fantasy 5 and 6, 7, or 9. That's pretty much how I've heard people. There, There's very few people where they're like, oh, yeah, Final Fantasy 8, the best. No doubt. I, I know a
2: small handful of people that love 8 more than the rest, and that's it. Everyone else is pretty much 6, 7, or 9 for me.
1: Yeah, S- 6 is good. Yeah, exactly. But um, I just want to jump, jump back to last week. Me and Blake were just talking about this a little bit. So last week when we did this, I played Final Fantasy Tactics. They, I found a hard mode for it that is amazing. Blake and I were just talking about this right before we started this. If you are big fans of Final Fantasy Tactics and you want a challenge, Just search, uh, just Google Final Fantasy Tactics hard mode and download it. It is the most fun I've had playing Final Fantasy Tactics in so long. The guy redid all the classes. He kept the storyline exactly how it is, so there's nothing crazy in that. He redid all the classes, balanced them, added things. The AI is, like, super-duper smart. If you like Final Fantasy Tactics,
0: you have to have to try it. And Final Fantasy Tactics is not an easy game to begin with.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You can make it easy if you grind a bunch, but... uh... If you're not doing that, the game can be pretty hard. Yeah, Google uh, Final Fantasy Tactics One Point Three if you want to check that out. Yeah,
1: it's so much fun. So, but, uh, anything else about Final Fantasy Eight, Blake? <laughs> that um, I, <laughs> what, you what did I forget went... to bash about it?
2: Yeah, <laughs> <reading> <laughs> What's my left? Right now. Well, like the only other thing that's left is that uh, I actually was not a fan of the combat in that one either. It had like the big problem that everyone always cites with it is that. Uh, the enemies level up with you as you level up in the game. Which gives you next to no incentive to level up. The the game is actually much easier if you don't level oh, up. Oh wow,
0: that's really weird.
2: That yeah. actually doesn't
0: even make sense.
2: If it
1: catches you off guard too, like there's some mobs like the Tyrannosaurus Rex that you encounter throughout the game. If you encounter one and you're not ready for it, it will kill you. And if you demolish. haven't saved in a while, it will demolish you. Like the only way to kill it is like use status effects, which doesn't matter, but It's like, I got an encounter in one, and it hit me with a back attack, and it just tail swiped me and killed me, and I was like, I'm done, I'm done for today, like, I just wasted an (laughs) hour and a half between save points, like, uh.
0: That almost sounds like a couple of the bosses on Chrono Trigger, but we'll talk about those in a minute. (laughs) But, um, that, that actually is really weird. I mean, like, I can sort of understand the theory behind that design decision, but,
2: it was the first game to try that that I know of. It was the, definitely the first Final Fantasy, but it was the first game period that I can think of that had levels scale up with you, which we of course saw pop up later in games like Oblivion and Skyrim, which people don't like it there either, but it's not as offensive as it was in Final Fantasy 8.
1: If, if they did it where you, beat, you played through Final Fantasy and beat it, and then you beat it and you got New Game Plus, and then the mobs leveled up with you... That would be okay with me. Because I love yeah, New Game be pretty cool. That would be pretty you know I mean? right. Like you beat the game, you know what's gonna happen, you know how hard the game is. And when you do new game pluses in Final Fantasies it says, warning, this is what's gonna change. And then you're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna get screwed over, as opposed to the mobs are leveling up and they're gonna just destroy you without even you know hesitation. You
0: know the the sort of I guess the conceit about uh like really any uh, RPG that's 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 like not just well, even, I guess, hack-and-slash RPGs as well, but particularly games like Final Fantasy, is obviously you're leveling up and getting stronger the whole time. Um, the game has been balanced so that as you go along, the the overall diff, As you get stronger, you're facing stronger enemies. So, you know, in theory, it's not going to be much different. But, but it's kind of like... There's the problem where if you go back to another area, you just don't feel as powerful because you've been doing all this leveling and getting your guys stronger. And then if you go back and it's basically the same difficulty as you were was it, when you were fighting, you know, uh, an area monsters on an area when you were on level one, then that kind of ruins the whole. I'm I'm yeah. getting more powerful as I go along.
2: Yeah, it removes the feel. All that's changed is a a number has gone up, but the effect is completely <laughs> the same. Which, I mean, you can say that it's true throughout RPGs in general, but at the same time, like, the game is scaled so that you need to increase your numbers so that the enemy numbers increasing isn't as much a problem. But then, like, if I go back to the first area and um, it's the same thing, what's the point in getting leveled up at all? Right.
0: And especially if you know that that's going on, and yeah. you're not just getting stronger because you have to uh you know get stronger in order to fight the harder enemies that i mean it's it, it basically ruins the whole purpose
2: of yeah there's RPGs. no incentive to want to level up yeah which like it, it kind of ties into the rest of the, uh the way that the gameplay and leveling the characters works jay what did you think about the draw junction system
1: I actually liked it. I thought it was unique. Like the thing is, a lot of people who try to probably be like, oh I don't really like this system." I liked it because it was different, uh, and I, I thought it was really nice for bosses. Because you know, somebody like me, like I'm always thinking ahead. Like when a boss has haste, I know I'm not going to see haste again for a while. So I picked up a lot of haste. I picked up a lot of shell, protect, stuff like that. And then when I went into later bosses, like you have those abilities, and it's kind of cool to be able to use those abilities and like kind of stock up on them. I know it probably doesn't make sense to you, Robert, but essentially, each each boss you can steal a certain ability from them, uh-huh. and you get a quantity of them. So you can basically go into a boss fight and just sit there and steal abilities repeatedly, and then use them later on in the game, like mm-hmm. hold on to them. And it's it makes it cool to kind of strategize and certain bosses. Like I scan every boss and I'm like, oh, he's weak to this. Okay, well I stole this from the soda boss, so I'm gonna use it now. Kind of cool. Like it, it I thought it was really nice.
0: That sounds kind of cool. So, I think you go, you, you go first because I think my own comments okay. will sort of wrap it up.
2: Um, I think. I think the draw system is a really cool concept, actually. It's uh, basically, like uh, like Jay was saying, it gives you a quantity of the item. And for me, the, one of the problems I did have with it, while I think it is a cool system, for me personally, I'm a hoarder, especially in RPGs. <laughs> so having a very limited use of some of the spells... Yeah. I'm like, no, no, I can't ever touch oh, it. I can't use the them. same yeah.
0: way. If I get something that I can only use one time, that shit is never going to get used. <laughs> yeah,
2: Especially like megalixers, all that stuff. Megalixers, yeah. Features,
0: and also uh, stuff that like, you use it one time and it gives you like a permanent stat boost. Like, I'm, oh, yeah, I, you gotta save, I, him it save it until the end. If I use on this guy, he's gonna die in the next cutscene, and I'm not gonna get him back for the rest of the game, and I just waste. Yeah,
2: it's like you gotta figure out who your final party is gonna be before you can buff them all up. You, you can't just go oh, and use it on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and then to tie into that same thing, the junction system is what I really don't like about the gameplay for age. The draw system and the jun- sy- junction system are com- they're very t- closely tied together. So that's probably part of the reason I don't like the draw system. But the junction system, the way that this works, Rob, to kind of explain it, is that all of these spells that you're drawing from the enemies, from the bosses, from regular monsters, uh, to increase your character's stats, you junction the spells to your stats. Okay. So, like, you'll draw 99 fire spells... And you'll junction it to your attack, and it'll boost your attack by a bunch because you have a lot of them. And that means that if you start using those fire spells, your strength is going to. Oh, that's start going weird! Down so, too. like, the number of spells
0: yeah. you can attach to basically any stat you want, and then if you're not using yeah. them, then they boost your stat.
2: Yeah. Really so, like, weird. you'll you'll go to your character selection screen. You'll have your HP. You'll have uh, your strength, your speed, whatever all the other stats were in that one. And you'll you'll have, like, Nova, I think, was the strongest spell in the game or something like that. And you junction a bunch of that to your HP to increase your HP, to get the HP cap. You start using that spell, which is a really strong nuke. And all of a sudden, your max HP is dipping down. You're at 9,000. You're at 8,000. You're at 7,000. And it's like, it's a reverse incentive to want to use the things. And another problem is it ended up uh, homogenizing a lot of the character stats, which got really, really boring in that game.
0: That's um. That sounds like it... Re- that really doesn't sound like it would work because especially if it's... And again, I guess it depends on... I, I guess it depends on how much they boost your stat, but if you have, like you said, 99 fire spells and you can either use them all up, or you can have a permanent stat boost and just not use them, I, I don't think I would ever use them.
2: Yeah, that's the problem. And it's like, you, it's not until you get 99 of fire 2 that you're like, well, okay, now I can start really using a bunch of fire spells and not worry about it, but at that point... And then point, at that point, they're
0: useless, probably.
2: They're useless, so it's like, oh, great, I'm just gonna keep swinging an enemies. whoop you do.
0: Huh. Very interesting. So... Yep. So, Jay... Uh, what, so just strictly gameplay wise, so it sounds like the the uh, the leveling system is basically broken. The uh, some of the mechanics are a little weird. The boss fights are pretty good. Yeah. Mechanics alone. Um, well, how would you how would you rate?
1: Like mechanics, all that kind of stuff were, were okay. They they were they were above average. I would say they're above average overall. Gameplay was fun for me. At least it was. For, I played for you know almost thirty hours and and I enjoyed it for the most part. It's just the music wasn't anything spectacular, which is Final Fantasies. Anybody will tell you. Oh, and was, the music? It does have also.
2: one or two really one or two, good tracks. Yeah. And then and the rest of it is kind of... is really nice. Yeah. No? but
1: No, no, it was good. No, I, I said there was like a couple songs that were good, and the rest of them were like, I could listen to anything else and be okay with this. And then the yeah. story... like. Final Fantasies are known for their stories. The stories drag you through the droughts where you don't feel like playing, where you don't feel like doing boss encounters and stuff like that. It motivates you to do it. And this game, it was like, oh, the combat system's fun. Okay, now I'm bored of it. Okay, I'm done. Like There's yeah. just nothing to, to keep going with. So, I don't know. It's it's not a terrible game. It's not a bad game. It's it's okay. I would say it's somewhere in the okay region. Somewhere in the okay. And then the, overall. And then
0: the story just basically I sucks. Know, I don't know. <laughs> I could not tell you what it was about. So, I, I actually... I probably should have asked this before we basically ended the conversation, but are the are the spells and stuff that you get are they pretty strong or? Yes and no.
1: Certain ones are better than yeah.
0: others. So yeah. so, they're, like, so, they're, so they're so they're nothing special really. Yeah, because no, if they no, were right. like, it's I could see it being kind of, it, of wow. cool it's if you had like these amazing spells, but you could only use them like a handful of times. That would, that might be kind of cool.
2: There's one or two spells like that, Uh, like the one I was talking about, Nova or Meltdown, something like that. It's been a long time since I played it. I can't remember exactly what it is, but uh, that spell does a lot of damage, but junctioning it to your stats also gives you the biggest stat boost possible. Okay. So it's like, um, again, I don't want to cast this because I don't want my stats to go through the floor. Okay.
0: All right, well, there's Final Fantasy VIII. Just came out on Steam. Uh, Do not buy it, apparently.
1: And... Give it, give it a try. I mean, if it's your first Final Fantasy, don't play that one first. Play any other one first. <laughs> if you if love you're Final Fantasy, yeah. try so it.
0: So basically, guess. if you love any Final Fantasy game unconditionally, then you'll also love Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> If you hate yourself, you'll you'll hate this game. <laughs> All right, is that it for you this week, Jake? I'm good. I'm good. All right, I've got one continuation of a game we talked about last time, and one new game. Uh, let's start off with the with the one we talked about a little bit last time, which is Chrono Trigger. So, um, yeah. Chrono Trigger, I I, th- I was about ten hours in, um, about eight of <laughs> about eight of which was actually playing the game, and two and a half of which was trying to get past the carnival. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I've I i have not made a ton of progress, but I've made pretty good progress. I'm about sixteen hours in now, uh, and I feel like last time we talked, I was like enjoying the game and, but not really getting it yet. And I feel like I'm much more, I, Blake, you said last time that I was right about at the part where things were going to start to blow up. Yeah,
2: and I think that, really started to change
0: there. and I think that was pretty accurate because now it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, yep. and we talked about the soundtrack a little bit last time and there were, there were, there, there was one stage in particular and I want to say it was, uh, Magus's castle. Uh-huh. Where the yep. soundtrack, like I was actually like, like sometimes all the
2: music at that place is super. Oh yeah,
0: like I was actually like like beating my foot to the music and like bobbing my head <laughs> and stuff because it was just awesome. Um, so yeah, that's all definitely picked up, and I feel like I'm kind of in the swing of it now. The the story I'm really starting to kind of be interested in and care about, and I feel like it's really coming together very well. Though, especially the whole, I, I I and I don't know exactly what it is about it, but I really like the idea of of. Uh, Lavos, how he sort of is sitting there dormant and, every, and people are trying to feed off of his power, you know? Spoiler. And, uh, that's Whoa. Not, that, that's not
2: a – Statute spoiler. of Limitations.
0: Wait, that's not a – that, that happens like, halfway Ray. through the game. That's like a core part of the storyline. <laughs> I'm just messing <dismissed> with you. <laughs> that's not a spoiler. But, but we do – actually, that, that's something we need to talk about, a Statute of Limitations for the podcast. Um, but but I'm trying not I try not to say yeah too much I think that's, I, I think yeah. what we need I think we need to keep assume there's no statute of limitations for uh for the classic gaming podcast on spoilers because since we're talking about old stuff we need to assume people have not played what we're talking about so so basically yeah. no spoilers um, but so but back to Chrono Trigger so uh I, and I don't even it's it's been a few days since I played and I can't oh you know what I just got oh you know where I am. I just got past, there's, there's a huge spoiler thing that happens, and probably you guys know what I'm talking about, unless there are multiple of these. It's been a while for me. And uh, um, There's a,
2: a few things. Is, is it a character that goes away?
0: <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to answer that, but <laughs> that, I think that's a spoiler just to answer that question. But anyway, a huge a huge big thing happens and then you're on the guy's ship and I just got pat- I just got off of the ship, the Black Okay, Bird. yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Black yep. Yeah, yeah. So, um so so Chrono Trigger I'm am still working on that. I think I feel I feel like I'm getting fairly close to the end, is that right? Is that sound right? Um yes, I
2: think you are one main quest away from the game being pretty much like Okay, go do all these really cool side quests before you go and fight oh, okay, the. Okay, cool.
0: And in Chrono Trigger, there's a lot of points at the game. Like if you're doing something just right, then you could just go straight and beat it, right? Because you can go to the final boss, basically He's whenever, really basically whenever you decide to, right?
2: Yeah, at any point. Yeah. Well, almost any point. Almost yeah.
0: any point. Once you like at the end of time. Uh, so that's, that's an interesting thing about the game. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm playing all the way through and I feel like I'm getting pretty close to the end. Uh, and I feel like it's, it's paced pretty well too. I was, I really didn't want it to be like a 40 hour long game. Yeah. Um, you will soon. Maybe I want
2: it to be longer. <laughs> Once it ends, you'll be like, no, I won't.
0: <laughs> probably, well, that's yep. true. Probably so. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, I, I feel like it's really coming together for me. And everything's sort of working. The is working. The uh, the gameplay itself was working. There have been a few bosses that have really been tough. Yeah, um,
2: I can think of a few right now. The Golem Twins. Yep.
0: Were really uh-huh. hard. That
2: fight is a pain in the ass.
0: And um, what's the other one? Is it the guy? Gygus. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the
2: top of the mountain.
0: Yep, yep at the top yep. of
2: the mountain. <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> you shit. You didn't even say anything and I just knew it. <laughs> Those two fights are definitely the hardest in the Both game. Both of
0: those I had to play, like, 15 times. And you basically just have to get lucky. Or or you have to, like, think of the perfect party combination.
2: Yeah, Which is what or I did do on a the bunch second of one.
0: On the second one, I, I kind of was like, okay, actually, I need to change to this party. And then I beat it, like, the first or second try on that. Yeah. Um, but Gaius just... So what he does is he, like, basically... He does two really strong spells that hit all of your characters before you can even attack the first time. So by the time you're ready to attack, you're almost dead. So you have to decide if you're going to try to heal everybody a little bit with one guy's spell or heal one person a whole lot and hope that somebody else also happens to stay alive. And uh, and at the same time, he's got two hands and you have to – he does a spell with two hands, so you have to attack one and make sure you kill it, but then if you wait too long and try to, like...
2: He'll bring it back.
0: Yeah, he'll bring it back, and so that and, one, that was that was really a fun battle. It kind of... It, it was almost like a controller-throwing battle, but, like, <laughs> I felt like it was just fair enough to where I didn't have a good reason to get mad, but it was still kind of pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... What did you think
2: of the, uh, the twins fight? The
0: twins fight, that was, uh... So, so, on the twins, they have the move where it'll hit your guy and just knock. It takes 50% of his uh, health points. And then, like, they'll do that a couple times, then just hit you with a really strong spell that kills you. And uh, that one was pretty tough. But what I did was I got. Uh, I put Luca in the party and did her spell where she makes him fall asleep. So I would make...
2: That works on him?
0: That works on him. And so what you just do is you make oh, him fall asleep shit. and then you just rail on one guy and then every time it's Luca's turn you just do that spell again to make sure that the other guy stays asleep. And then you just oh. rail on one until he's dead and then you can beat the other one.
2: Well, what about when
0: they join up? Uh, I don't really remember that.
2: Maybe I'm misremembering something. Then. I thought that happened.
0: Huh. the two guys with the sword join up, but the, those aren't obviously aren't the golem. Yeah.
2: Our, wait, 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 wait. Oh, the golem twins. Okay, now I know which ones you're thinking of. I actually had a different fight in mind, but that one's actually kind of hard too. Yeah, that one's um, pretty tough. Uh, I was thinking of the fight with the twins that you run into in Zeal.
0: Um, when
2: you fight them earlier on in the game. You may have been. I think you were just past that point, actually. After the last podcast, I don't really remember uh, the fight in the mountain to get Frog's weapon.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that was way back. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that one, that one was pretty tough. But I think I beat it on like my second
2: or third try. Okay. Well, I always thought that was one of the more way tough fights in the game because you don't have good group healing at that point, but they keep doing group damage. Yeah. Yeah. So like you have to have a specific party set up and all this just to get through there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I do that. I do remember that one being pretty tough though. Yeah. It was like that was like the first pretty tough fight I think of the game.
2: Yeah, Except for
0: definitely. my first playthrough, where the very first bad guy killed my whole party, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I hadn't saved yet. <laughs> Welcome uh, to old games. Uh, but uh, um, uh, there was one other thing I was gonna say, but I can't remember what it was, but. Oh, 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 one more thing about the bosses. Do you remember the boss of the... Of, do you guys remember the boss of the Blackbird? Yes. He he doesn't hit you... <laughs> he just doesn't attack you the whole fight.
2: Yeah, he just is like, oh, I'm so much better than you. And then he tries to do a thing, and it backfires. Doesn't he count down
0: or something? And like yeah. all the other bosses, when they count down, they get to zero, they do something crazy, but then he just starts counting down again. <laughs> Yep. That was uh, that was pretty fun. I like I like that touch. So Chrono Trigger is is pretty much living it. I I think pretty much living up to ex- expectation with me. Um, we'll move on because I'm sure I'll have more to say about that next time. Hopefully I'll have beaten it uh, by the next time, of the podcast. But do the side quests. I'll do okay. I'll do the side quests.
2: Those are so cool.
0: Okay, I'll do the side
2: quests. Um, I think that might actually be the best part about Chrono. Trigger, oh really? Is side quests at the end of the game. So yeah, is Chrono
0: Trigger definitely. like? Uh, where, like, one of those RPGs where the final 10% of it is, like, really where it gets good? Because I feel like it's pretty good so far, but it kind of has been ramping up a little. Like, it took, like, the first 10 hours
2: to get, to really get pretty good. Um, gameplay wise, I think, like, after you get to the end of time is when things pick up. And then, like, yeah. story wise, it's probably around the same area. Okay. But just, there's just. So much cool time travel storytelling I got you. that they do with side quests at the end of that game.
0: Okay. Well, I'll keep an eye out for that then. Um, okay, and then the last game we're going to talk about today is the is the new game that I played this time, which was Alone in the Dark. <laughs> um, have either of you guys played this game? No, I've, 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 I've seen a little it. bit of it. So Alone in the Dark, <clears> ooh, I actually want to see, hold on, sorry, I'm using my uh, my internet device to find out when... Alone in the Dark came out. Okay, 90, 1992 is when it came out. And by the way, there's a, there's a new there's apparently a remake or a new game called Alone in the Dark, but it's basically nothing. And it just came out like a month ago or something like that. It's bas- it's not it's basically nothing like the original Alone in the Dark. Um, and b- before I talk about the game itself, I want to talk about my very first uh, experience with Alone in the Dark. Um, so this is of course a survival horror game, and it's. It's the first survival horror game that I remember. I don't know if it's technically the first one ever, but it's definitely it's definitely one of the first and one of the oldest survival horror games in the sense that we use survival horror now so one day it was like the weekend and I was sitting at home and this is actually a pretty another pretty good example of of my dad uh despite his intelligence doing something really dumb when I was younger uh <laughs> So basically, I was sitting at home, like, I don't know, in my bedroom, playing games probably, or something, and my dad came home. He had gone out to the mall to do something, and he said, hey, I got you this game, Alone in the Dark. I was like, oh, sweet. So I looked at it, the cover, it's got this guy holding a lantern approaching a uh, haunted mansion, and I'm like, okay, this looks a little scary. So keep in mind, this was 92, I was, I was nine years old when my dad bought me this game. And uh, so I was like, alright, well thinking that he probably knew what he was doing since he was much older than I was and uh, and supposedly wiser I was like all right well it looks kind of scary but it, it must be okay so I install it and uh, <laughs>
2: and
0: so you you when you start off the game you, you you pick a guy or a girl but it doesn't matter who you, they, they each have like a slightly different reason for going to the to this mansion and it's this mansion that's that's abandoned and this guy killed himself in it depending on which character you pick, you have a different reason for going to it, but aside from that, the gameplay is exactly the same. So I picked the guy. It shows a little cutscene of uh, somebody driving you up through all these kind of like back rows, and he drops, it's like a taxi sort of, he drops you off, and you're walking up to the house. It's really creepy, and it start, it's, there's there's no like sort of mystery about whether this is a haunted house. Like, for the very first thing you see is when he drops you off. It shows from inside the window... Inside one of the windows of a mansion, it has, like, a creepy, like, decrepit hand uh, reaching out the window. And it's, like, somebody just watching you walk in. All right? So this Ooh. is already pretty creepy. Um, so the character, it's kind of weird. The character, you, you don't control the character's actions for the first, like, minute of the game. And they walk they walk into the house. They walk up all the stairs. and They walk straight up to the attic of the room. And that's when you start actually playing. So your character is, like, slowly walking through... This uh, this, this haunted mansion that you know is haunted, and it's really kind of building up the suspense the whole time. Because nothing, you, you see some stuff that's a little bit creepy, nothing like jumps out yet or anything at you. So by the time, so I'm sitting there watching my character slowly walk through a freaking haunted house. And then goes up into the attic of the haunted house. And then, uh, and that's when you take control of the character, all right? So I'm, like, figuring out the controls, just kind of feeling my way around, walking around. All of a sudden, a demon dog flies through the window of the attic and starts attacking you.
1: And, like, <laughs> at
0: this point, that was, like, that was, like, the fucking, like, <laughs> that just did it for me. That that blew me off the edge. I was, like, all, like all of this suspense had been building up, and I'm, like, sitting here staring at the screen. When that happened... Like I'm paralyzed at this point. I can't even tr- like attempt to figure out how to attack back. I sit there and I stare at the screen. Like I'm actually in shock, just staring at the screen, watching my guy get killed. And it makes this weird kind of it makes this weird kind of grunt noise. And I remember my dad came running into the room because this weird grunt noise. He thought it was me uh, like choking on something because it is this really awkward noise. My dad comes in the room. I'm in shock, staring at the screen, watching my guy get attacked by a demon dog. My dad asked me if I'm okay, and I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> and that was and, and then he was and that was the end of my experience with Alone in the Dark. He said, Okay, maybe this is a little too scary for you, and and took it back and returned it, because again, that was when you could return PC games.
1: So the good old days. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So that was yeah, those were the good old days. That was my first experience with Alone in the Dark. So I picked it up again recently. Because I really kind of, wa- I was in the mood for, for kind of a scary game and I really wanted to see if it held up to to how scary it used to be or those first few minutes were for me. Um, and actually, the, the first little bit was pretty, it was almost the same, like, obviously I, I didn't get as scared and in shock and start crying, but like, I was pretty creeped out by the time my character got up to the attic and the demon dog flew in. It's pretty scary the way it builds up the tension, so it does a really good job of that. Um, now one interesting thing I found out, so you're in, so you're in this haunted mansion and basically like, there's almost no plot once you get there. It's basically like, get out of the mansion, but you can't just get out of the mansion. Cause if you walk out the front door, there's this like a, uh, almost like a poltergeist like monster that just instantly kills you. So, <laughs> <Nice>. yeah. <laughs> so, and there is a lot of stuff like that where like, if you walk into a room, you're not supposed to, sometimes there's just something that'll like, you just instantly die. So, it's very unforgiving game. It, it's, it's definitely one of those where you save after you've done anything noteworthy. Um, one really interesting thing about Alone in the Dark is... W- when you start playing this game, within 5 or 10 minutes, you're like... Okay, this clearly heavily inspired uh, Resident
1: Evil. Interesting. Be- That's kind of cool. Yeah,
0: because... Aside from it being more, like, fantasy, like, straight-up haunted house as opposed to, like, science fiction, and your character being, like, a normal character as opposed to, like, you know, like a super cop, everything else is almost the same. Even down to the really awkward controls. The
2: tank controls. Yeah, yeah.
0: The, the controls are exactly the same. You Like, one button, you spin 360 until you're facing the direction you want, and then the other one, you walk. Um, it's It's... Like, really dramatic camera angles wherever you are. Uh, You know, depending on which part of the house you're in, it'll, you know, it chooses a camera angle that that fits whatever's gonna happen there the best to kind of, like, get the most out of it. Um, And even down to the gameplay, where a lot of it is you're walking into rooms, finding objects that you're gonna use in some other part of the house. Uh, You know, kind of that whole Resident Evil thing where you'll be in one room and you'll find, like, a rock or something. And you have to, like, use that for some random other place later on to unlock some other door. Even down to that. Which, um... Huh. It, it, I mean, it was almost... I mean, this is this is basically you're playing Resident Evil. Just a really old version of it. Um, one thing that's really funny is the controls... The, the controls are very much like Resident Evil, except they're actually even worse. So... <laughs> yeah, there are a few different actions you can do. You can, like, use an item, or you can like open or or use something that's not like in your inventory but that's like in the environment or you can attack um, and there's and there's maybe one or two others to choose which one of those actions you want to do you have to press enter which takes you to a menu system and then you go down and pick which action you want your character to be able to do and then you press Is this enter during then a fight? and then it basically maps what? and then it basically maps that action to the space bar Okay, so wow. so if you think okay, the next thing I want to do is like open something. Then you go to like the use slash open. You, you press enter, scroll down to use slash open, hit enter on that. Walk up to whatever you want to open, hold spacebar, and then he opens it. But if you need oh, to so just... if you need to fight something, <laughs> then you need to pause it again, go to the menu system, pick fight, and then that's oh. your fight button. And then uh, but yeah. then it gets even worse. <laughs> With the fight button, you don't just press the button and your character attacks okay if you've oh, picked no. that if you've picked the fight button if you've gone through the menu system picked fight you hold space bar and while you're holding space bar you press the, the the walk forward button and then your character will kick or if you press left or right they'll do like a punch while you're holding space bar so
2: how can we make the most convoluted system
1: possible? You sound like an infomercial when you're talking about this game. Oh, wait, there's more! But wait, there's more! It gets worse!
0: <laughs> so, the controls leave a little bit to be desired, but at the same time, they also kind of work to make the game a little bit scarier, because you know when there's a monster coming, you're not just going to be able to like turn and do a fucking karate kick and he flies across the room. <laughs> it's like, if you get lucky, you're going to be aiming at him properly, and your kick's going to <laughs> going to make contact. So uh, that was kind of interesting. Um, it loses its sort of scariness after a little while because eventually you get out of this, oh shit, when is something going to come out at me? And it turns into trying to like figure out how to do this puzzle or – especially once you kind of get a hang of the combat system. It's more like, okay, now I just have to go through the routine of fighting this guy. Um, It's you're, you're you're rarely in a situation where there's somebody, and it does happen from time to time where there's like a monster, uh, assuming it doesn't just kill you the second you see it. Most monsters you can like if you once you've gotten the combat system down, then they're not very tough. And again, there are a few exceptions to that. Um, I, I, I'm it's I really just the thing that got me was how the whole flow of the game was so similar to Resident Evil uh just that they it was they, they clearly were heavily inspired by this game and, and for its time it was I, I, I think this was probably a really strong game and, it, and even now, playing it, I didn't, I played through the whole game and I, and I, I never really felt bored playing it. There were things that, that I got frustrated with. there were there are silly things. There's some really random stuff where you have to check out a walkthrough to figure out like what's like, for instance, there's this one room you walk in, And there's a ghost pirate. And he walks up like crazily swinging his sword at you. Okay? And you can't... You have a gun, but your gun can't hurt the ghost pirate. What you have to do is there's a uh, suit of armor standing like in... Like by the stairs at this one part of the house. And if you walk Mm -hmm. up and touch the suit of armor, it it comes to life. And it'll chase you down until you're dead. But (laughs) if you walk up to the suit of armor and take a statue that you found in some other random room and throw it at the suit of armor <laughs> then it kill- Then that statue kills the suit of armor you throwing it at it and you can take what? the <laughs> exactly and that's what I'm saying there are, there, are, there are a lot of little random things like this you, th- you have to throw the statue at the suit of armor it kills the suit of armor it drops the sword, you take that sword and that sword is the only weapon you can use to, to beat the ghost pirate <coughs> and, you, ha- and, and you, you have to beat the ghost pirate to get to other parts of the game uh. Um, there's also a maze at one part towards the end. That's, uh, that's probably about two screens big. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty convoluted maze. And when you walk in there, it's totally black. So you, it's, not only are you in a maze, but you can't see the screen. The screen is literally just black. Um, you have to use a, you have to use your lantern. Okay. The lantern you can light with either matches or a uh, or a lighter. Now, at this point of the game, you can't actually turn back and go back into the house because you're at this you're at this another part where it's kind of like once you get to this part, you can't go back into the house. If you never picked up the uh, the lighter, then you're screwed because you also fall into the water at one point and that ruins your matches. So if you never picked up the lighter, then you have to. And I feel so sorry for anybody who ever actually did this back in 1992. You have to figure – you have to find your way through the maze looking at just a completely black screen. Oh, my and God. It's too, Let's, oh, oh, let's oh, put oh, this oh. in the context. And by the way –
1: 92, no internet. <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> oh
0: when you get way. to the end of the maze, you don't even know you're at the end of the maze. It's a, it's a door that you – that doesn't open, and you have to put it. You have to like stick a random rock into the door. So you would have to. <laughs> know, <laughs> say, yeah, I'm not playing. Oh <laughs> so imagine like, trying just like... to do that without even being able, <laughs> without even basically, without even having a screen to look at. So it's definitely pretty brutal at times. the 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 designers are asking a bit much, I think, of the player a whole lot of the time. But if if you have things to kind of help you out, such as a walkthrough. Then, uh, then you'll definitely use that for certain parts of the game, and and it's not, it's it's again the the design is pretty cool, the overall vibe of the game is pretty cool. It definitely has some drawbacks, but uh, but I had a good time playing through it. So I can't, I I can't say I don't recommend Alone in the Dark. If if it sounds like wow. something that uh that you're interested in, I'd say it's probably worth it. Considering you'll probably play pay like four dollars for it, but don't I, I would say. Don't play it without a walkthrough because because you could get totally screwed to where you just have where where you're just screwed and you have to start the game all over. Phew. Wow. So uh, so that's 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 pretty, <clears throat> pretty much it for me this week. Um, I guess it's is it time to move on to uh, to the gifting segment and then we'll wrap things up. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds like. All good. right. So this sounds is <laughs> so as we discussed briefly earlier, this is the gifting episode. And uh, since, since Christmas is coming up, what we decided to do – and we kind of came up with this idea last week when uh, Blake said he had never played Monkey Island. And I was like, what in the hell are you talking about? And then we realized Christmas <laughs> was coming up, and I, was, and I realized that I could fix that because Christmas is coming up. So we're, so what we decided to do is we're going to do a gifting ep- episode this time where we're kind to kind of go in a circle of gifts. We already have determined that I'm going to gift uh, Monkey Island to Blake. Uh, and the way it's going to go is Blake is going uh, give, to give Jay a game, and, I, and Jay's going to give me a game. And we're all going to play them between now and the next episode, and then we're going to talk about these in the next episode. And if we play another game, we can talk about those as well. But we have to play the game that we were gifted. So we'll start off with me. I'm giving uh, Blake Monkey Island, which is, a, uh, which is a classic. Hopefully you've heard of Monkey Island, but if you haven't, it's a classic uh, point-and-click adventure game from LucasArts. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> I hope that was sarcastic. No, no, that was real. I, I thought it was a platformer. I hate you. Really? <laughs> yeah,
2: I've never played it. It um oh, well, how
0: about
2: that?
0: It's one of my favorite games of all time. Uh and now I now I will say this. Blake, you're this isn't really your style of game, I know. You're more into uh like games that are that are more like mechanic based or like, and objective based where like you have to get good enough to do this or that. Right. Would that, would yeah, that be pretty, kind of, yeah. that be pretty, pretty accurate statement.
2: Yeah, I'd say so. So
0: what, what I'm just going to request to you as you're playing monkey Island, don't try to just, just try to get out of that mindset, mind mindset, mindset, and just kind of uh, like take it in, take in all the surroundings, take your time to like kind of explore and talk to people and figure things out in the game. And uh, see, it's, I I know that's not really your thing, but just do your best. Try to try to approach it that yeah, way. Yeah,
2: I know. I, I need. I know. I already know. I need to change my mindset going into it.
0: Okay. Well, uh, and just keep in mind, if you don't like it, then you're gonna ruin my childhood. So.
2: <laughs> wow. I
0: thought yeah. it was already ruined. Well, it's
1: well, a tipping point. That's
0: fair. That's fair. Fair point. Um. So, so Blake, you get Monkey Island, and and we need to come up. Actually, why don't we say we have to play. Each of us has to play our game a minimum of – you want to set a minimum of – does three hours sound good or is that too high, too low? I'm
1: thinking four or five. Four or
0: five?
2: Yeah. Really good at containers.
0: Okay, yeah. so, so we'll say a minimum of four. Uh, okay. And that's only if you really just can't take it. Let's say try – definitely try to do five. and uh, And then obviously anything you can do past that. Then you get bonus points.
1: And ooh, uh,
0: ooh. I'll I'll come visit you guys at your I house, and I'll give you. Okay, I don't want bonus I'll points. give you a favor. <laughs> I'll
1: do, no I do longer want bonus points. I'm I Robert Ray. I wrote a book. <laughs> I I've
0: written I've written two books, but that but oh, I boy, I But but um, they're nothing to brag about. So we're <laughs> we'll talk about those some other <laughs> time because we, we're already going long on this one. Um. Jay, we started with Blake on the uh, on the game, so why don't we start with you on gifting? So you're gonna give me a game.
1: I'm gonna give you Dungeon what's it called? Dungeon Creepers. Dungeon Creepers. Dungeon Creepers? creepers? Yeah, like, I haven't even heard of this. Dungeon that's what it's called. Yes, hold on one sec. I wanna double check. I had it open just You second don't there. even know what the name of the game is. No no, I played it multiple I like had it in my head this entire time. <laughs> I'm switching right now. It's Dungeon Key Yeah, Dungeon <laughs> Creepers. Minus the R. Yeah. Dungeon Um, Dungeon Keepers, it's like an old-school RTS, kind of. It's really unique. You're basically viewing from above, and you're a dungeon master, and you basically build, like, a city for your creatures, which are all, like, these really gross creatures. There's a creature called a bile demon, which is, like, this fat blob of red that has long horns that has flails on each side of it. And in combat, it swings its head and, and farts, and that's all it does, and it does, like, crazy damage it's just a really fun game. It's really unique. Like Wait, the, does the single player does his head do the damage? Every. The flails. Like cause he has flails attached to his horns oh, so he swings his head Okay. And the, the gas. Oh. and it's like it was really neat cuz it came out in 97
0: I think. Yeah, I so actually like you build... I actually did play this game. Okay. But I haven't but I think I don't I don't think I played it more than a couple hours. So so I so this is good. I I can I'll, I can check this out and it'll be a new it'll be basically a new experience. It's super, super fun. Okay, so Dungeon Keeper, and I actually, I think I, I think I own that. Let me check my, let me okay. let me check my Gog account real fast because you might not even have to send me anything. What don't you own it, own at Gog, dude? Jeez. I know it's it's pretty bad. Let me, uh, I'm pulling it Robert up right and now. I, we're gonna have an intervention for him soon. Don't worry, my game. Wife, He
2: needs it. needs it.
0: I have Dungeon Keeper Gold, and I have Dungeon
1: Keeper yeah, Two. I also it's have, I one. also have the second one. First one's better, IMO. Oh, really? Graphics better, controls better in the second one, but the first one is just—it's just great. All right,
0: cool. Well, um, I will play, and this is so. Like you said, this is kind of like an—it's it, kind of like, if I remember correctly, it's kind of—it's—it's like, it's an RTS for sure, but it kind of has some like sim elements, right? Where you have to kind of like yeah, 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 guy's. that's exactly. Yeah.
1: Okay. It's fun.
0: Sweet. All right, and finally, Blake. Blake,
2: you're gonna give something to right. Jay. I'm- Yeah, I'm buying for Jay. Uh, Since uh, I asked Jay about this, I wanted to make sure. Uh, He said he hadn't played a lot of Genesis games. Yes. And I know, Jay, that you're a big fan of a lot of RPGs and stuff. Yes. So, for one, this isn't the game I'm getting, but I will recommend picking up Shining Force 1 and 2, at least Shining Force 2. Playing through that, it's a strategy RPG. Ooh. It's a lot of fun. It's, It's the original strategy RPG for me. The originals were like Fire Emblem or something, probably. Yeah. But uh, Shining Force was the series that turned me on to uh, to strategy RPGs in general. But the game that I want you to play is actually more like uh, it's the Sega version of uh, the Final Fantasy series. I want you That's to play thing? Fantasy Star Four. <gasps> Fantasy Star. Oh, I play the newer ones. I love, I love Fantasy Star games. Are you kidding me? This uh, is new, a lot different than the old one. ones. You're talking about like Fantasy uh, Star Online. Yeah, yeah. It's the same world, but the gameplay is way different. It's like a Final Fantasy. Ooh, okay. It's really cool. It's a it's a way more mature story than you'd expect. It was the Final Fantasy VI of the Sega Genesis. What? It's a really good game. I think you're gonna like it.
1: I have a weird boner right now. <laughs> 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 There's nothing weird about that. Uh, that's awesome. I'm freaking excited, man.
0: That sounds yeah. great. Awesome. All right. So, Fantasy Star 4 for Jay. Uh Monkey Island for Blake and Blake remind me to uh if I forget to send that to you in the next couple minutes just to remind me. Okay.
1: And uh
0: in okay. Dungeon Keeper, I'll be playing Dungeon Do you know Hey Jay, do you know what the difference between Dungeon Keeper Gold is? I know that's just like kind of like the updated I don't I'm uh, not, don't, not, not just, updated, but it's just,
1: like it's kind of like the director's
0: cut or something like that basically, right?
1: I think it's the they made it. So I think gold usually implies like Command and Conquer ninety five. The gold version was it was basically the original concept with some changes so that it works on some of the newer OS. Okay, I got you. That's my general understanding. I could be completely wrong, but well, that's the version I'll be playing. Okay, cool. And um, I'm really just, excited.
0: This is fun. Cool. I'm looking forward to it as well. So I guess that's an episode. Let's uh, let's wrap things up real quick. Uh, again, follow us at uh, follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter name's kinda weird as we discussed last time. We are Class Games Cast on Twitter because nothing else would fit or <laughs> was available. Uh, also check out our website, classicgamingpodcast.com. Please send us some emails. We want to hear what you guys think. We also want to we'd also like to take requests of games to play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah that'd have, be really cool. Yeah, if you have a game that like you're really fond of and you want us to, to check out, or if you're like kind of unsure if you're if there's like a, an old game you're thinking about getting and you want to hear a little bit about it before you pick it up, then uh, then send us a request for that one as well. But uh, or like we said last time, you can also just send an email that says "fuck you" and we will we'll, we'll accept the email. We'll do it. We'll, we will definitely we'll read it on the, it on the air, <laughs> and we'll say thank you. Um, with that out of the way, I'm I'm Robert Ring on on Twitter. You can follow me at King Octavius K I N G O C T A V I O U S. Uh, Jay, take it away. I'm too cool for Twitter. I don't use it anymore.
1: Blake. I am going to want to think of my new Twitter. I'll, I'll do it. Blake, take it away. Um, you put me on the spot. I thought I had more time to
2: think about <laughs> this. Uh uh uh, uh slackaholicus
0: And so and not only twitter.com/slackaholicus, slash but what else.com?
2: <laughs> or no, what <laughs> not else dot what else
0: dot what else?
2: twitch.tv/slackaholicus as well. Uh, I do a live stream. Every Monday through Friday, and I go live around 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern.
0: And you've been back to uh, streaming a lot of Binding of Isaac lately, is that right?
2: Well, and yeah, well, I also I, Starbound, I guess, too. A little bit of Starbound, but this week I was like, you know, I really, I really need to put in some time on Isaac because this Friday, uh, I'm gonna have a race going on. I, I'm potentially gonna be making like four or five hundred dollars this weekend. Oh
1: shit. I will definitely tune in to watch that. Yeah. So, please
2: let us know
0: when you're going. So let us, all right, I'll do that. Well, okay, so what's the uh, what's the race? Where can we watch it? What
2: time and all that? Um, It's the Hammer Time Racing Tournament. Uh, my race is going to go live. I'm supposed to be live around uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, and it's going to be happening at twitch twitch.tv slash dick underscore hammer. Right. Oh, that's
1: amazing. That is pretty amazing. <laughs> I'm changing my name to Dick Hammer. Hopefully,
0: this uh, podcast goes up before that so people can check it out if you've if, if you're if you're checking out this podcast late then you missed out but um blake so but, so, but blake actually has a pretty good chance of winning this blake you were again you were undefeated we, we talked about this last time you were undefeated in the binding of isaac league racing until the semifinals, and
2: uh yeah. that you
0: were one of two people in the entire league who were undefeated uh, yeah
2: and uh the other person that's undefeated is also In the same tournament. Oh, yeah. So we're gonna find. Yeah. So there's a chance we might run into each other. Yep. Cool.
0: This is gonna be sick.
2: I'm looking forward to the chance. I really am. All right. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So one
0: more time, what what, what's the name of it? I just want to hear you.
2: Uh, the Hammer Time Racing Tournament, and it's gonna be happening at Twitch.tv hammer. All
0: right. Well, I think that's an episode, guys. Thank you as always, and uh, everybody who's listening. We will be back in about two weeks with our, uh, at the beginning of the new year, with our New Year's Classic Gaming podcast episode.